Hey everyone, welcome back to the Repeatable Revenue Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Green, and if you're in a revenue leadership role, you're in the right place. On this podcast, we explore all the things it takes to create reliable, repeatable sales growth in your business. So we talk strategy, tactics, marketing, sales, culture, leadership, and maybe most importantly, self-leadership. You'll learn from me and my experience from sales rep to CEO, as well as other guests and experts. Check out rayjgreen.com for more information about me and our community of entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening. Now, let's dive into why you're here today. Hola, fellow entrepreneurs and revenue leaders. I'm your host, Ray Green, and I am checking in from sunny and beautiful Baja, California, sir. We're going to cover two things today, and one is can moving fast and breaking things actually hurt your business? And the second is, how do you pick a marketing agency without having to, to re-pick a marketing agency six months later? I had a coaching client earlier this, this week that is ready to fire their third marketing agency in 18 months and wanted some advice and feedback on how to make the next selection more lasting. So I summarize my, my feedback and advice to them on the second part of this. Let's start with the moving fast and breaking things. Candidly, I will tell you, this is something I, I subscribe to. I'm a big fan. This is a Zuckerberg quote, move fast and break things. Creating a culture of being able to execute effectively and very quickly is what became a, a competitive advantage for Facebook over the years. And it continues to be an advantage in, in terms of warding off competition because People innovate things. They have a new idea. They bring something to the market and you blink and Facebook has a version of that thing built into their platform overnight. And it's made it very difficult to compete with Facebook overall. I, I do subscribe to it. Anyone that's worked with me more than just a few minutes in any of the organizations that I've been part of can attest to the fact that I like to move quickly. I am impatient and that's not always a good thing. And I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about why. So from my experience, both as an operator and as a coach with entrepreneurs, one thing that I know happens when you celebrate the speed at which you're doing things is it's very easy to end up celebrating activity instead of productivity. You glorify this culture of, of busyness and everybody is going 100 miles an hour. Everybody is hyperactive. Everybody is exhausted. And ultimately what happens is you start confusing motion with progress. Moving at warp speed becomes a goal in and of itself, as opposed to being clear about what we're moving at warp speed to accomplish. And again, it's very easy to, to have this culturally turn into to an environment where Hey, I'm busting my ass. I'm moving really quickly instead of looking at the wins that you're chalking up or the achievements that you're having as a result of moving at, at warp speed. So one thing I, I caution anyone I get my clients about and I check myself on is, are we celebrating being busy? Are we focused on the right thing? Are we focused on not just getting a lot of things done, but getting the right things done? So that's one piece of that. The other thing is that when you, you know, install this culture of move fast and break things um, into your organization, it has a tendency to, to create a culture of rushing things. And some things need to be rushed. Some things you want to, to create a boundary on in order to not have perfection be the enemy of, of good. 
where you're just constantly trying to, to tweak the last thing. And Seth Godin says in one of his books, big fan, has, he says, just ship it. At some point, you just have to ship it. You know, nothing is going to be perfect, especially if you're in the, the creative space or you know, even software development. So sometimes you do just have to ship it. But going back to speed, you don't want to necessarily create a culture where you're rushing things for the sake of rushing them. There are certain things, especially for you as a CEO, that you have to, you can't rush, that you have to pause and think deeply about. Because if you're not pausing to think deeply about your business and the future and creating the strategic plans and setting the goals, who is? That is your job. And there are certain things in your business that you have to simply stop doing and stare out a window and give yourself the mental headspace to think deeply about things and not stay on the surface, which tends to happen a lot of times when you have a culture or an organization that really emphasizes the speed at which you're, you're getting things done. So it's great to have in your business, but also make sure that it's balanced and you're also creating the space to go through and think deeply and not stay on the surface about things that you really shouldn't be. When I'm working with entrepreneurs or even when I'm thinking about, you know, how do I put up guardrails or check myself on this to make sure that I'm not allowing something that's a strength to become a weakness in my business is speed really just impatience. Am I just projecting all of my impatience onto my team? And is it a reasonable amount of impatience, right? Because as a leader, yes, it's absolutely my job to set the pace, to set the tone. And if if I want an organization that's going to be able to move quickly and effectively, then it's incumbent upon me as the owner of the business, as the entrepreneur or the CEO to set that tone. But you also want to be cognizant of the fact that you don't want to project unrealistic amount of impatience onto a team. It, It can be really deflating. It can kill morale. It can be very frustrating. And it feels like whiplash sometimes. I, I constantly you know, have to check myself, is this reasonable? Am I pushing to get things done quickly? Or am I trying to set unrealistic goals for the team? And so that's something to think about. The other is, and I think I kind of hit on this, we don't want to necessarily confuse the activity with the productivity. This is something that I, I talk a lot about, especially when it comes to sales. You don't want calls, right? You can't pay rent with calls. That's activity. You want sales. Well, the same thing is true with any facet of the business. Are you glorifying or celebrating the activity and people staying busy? Or are you celebrating what's getting accomplished in that time and and being really clear with what you want to to have accomplished and make sure that you're celebrating the the fact that you're, you're hitting achievements, you're achieving things more quickly than you otherwise would with speed not that speed of its in and of itself is the achievement. When you do take the time to think deeply, to set the plans, to have the goals, to know what the achievements that you're trying to, to reach are, then it helps avoid this other challenge that often happens in environments where you want to just go, go, go. And that is the perpetual pivot, right? In the perpetual pivot culture, you have this organization that's, they move really quickly. They're a big group of ants. They're running around, but every new idea that comes up because they lack an underlying strategic goal, they've never necessarily paused long enough to define where we want to go, where should we be at this point. So instead, what they're doing is all just kind of running around and every new idea that gets injected into the business 
is executed on. And so they're one minute, they're going this way, and then they're going this way, and then they're going this way. And the challenge with that is there's a real cost of switching when it comes to, to execution. If you're perpetually pivoting where you're going or what you're having your team do, you may not be appreciating the real cost of switching associated with that. And it's easy to underestimate like the power of iterative compounding results over time because we're trying to get things done so quickly that if it's not done quickly enough, we change. And if it's not done quickly enough, we change. If you think about this in terms of finance, right? The, the power of compounding is something that people really don't appreciate a lot of times. And when you plug it into a calculator and you start thinking, wow, what is a hundred bucks a week at whatever rate of return that you want to want to think about? What does that look like over the course of 30 years if you deposit a hundred bucks a week? Well, the same thing works with with effort. If you have a plan and you have a goal and you have, you know, like a, a destination that you're trying to reach, then the power of compounding starts to take place when you let it. And so this is where impatience can cost you a lot. And, and it has me. I mean, I can tell you from experience, impatience can cost you a lot. Going back to the finance example, if you're trying to get to a certain financial goal and it's somewhat unrealistic, what do you end up doing? You end up chasing kind of these scheme things. You end up losing a bunch of money on taxes that don't really work. And, and the whole time that you're chasing all these quick hits and fast returns, somebody else is just slowly, methodically putting money into an account. They're not frantic. They're not scattering around. They're not constantly changing. Every time you're moving money, you're paying fees and you're having to switch and there's effort and there's stress. And you know someone else is just slowly but surely just chipping away and, and watching their, their 401k grow effortlessly. But you know they're watching their returns grow and their state of mind is completely different. They're not frantically chasing these new ideas around. It works the same way in your business. If you have a clear plan and you're patient and you allow momentum and compounding to really take place, you can achieve way more over the course of a few years than you think you can, but not if you keep changing directions in the interim over and over and over. So not allowing the move fast and break things to create this culture of being really rushed and then making short-term decisions based on wanting to achieve goals more quickly than maybe is realistic and allowing you and your team's effort to really uh, get traction and compound over time are just a few things that I, I think about when I think about the move fast and, and break things mindset. The second half of this that I'm going to talk about is on the, on the marketing agency. The example is a small business that you know, wants to grow and is just looking for, for a marketing agency as a partner to help them create some more sustainable opportunities for, for growth. And they fired the first one after a few months. The, the second one, a few months later, they've had this one longer, I think, you know, closer, closer to a year, but they're just not getting the results. And they said, how do we go hire a fourth agency? How do we ensure this doesn't end up with the same outcome? One of my mentors has, has drilled into my head, tactics follow strategy. We oftentimes try to address the how before we've addressed the what. The, the first question that I asked my client, I said, do you know what the actual goal is with the agency? Are you crystal clear on what you want them to accomplish and, and how you're going to measure that? And if you are, have you clarified that to them? Have you told them what your actual goal is and gotten their buy-in? 
because what I see a lot of times is not really being clear with, with what you want. Like you think, okay, we want more sales. Let's go hire a marketing agency or a freelancer or something like that. And they'll come in and they'll, they'll run some paid ads. They'll just work their magic. Like I'm not really sure, but whatever it is. And they come in and they, and, but they don't necessarily communicate what the goal is. Or when they do, some businesses, some entrepreneurs say, listen, I want to drive more revenue and I want a marketing agency that can help me accomplish that. And what they do is they go shop around to marketers and a whole lot of marketers say, ah, it's not what marketing does. Like we're going to slap, you know, a logo. We're going to make your website look prettier. We're going to give you some better letterhead. We'll make you some better business cards. We'll make all of these things that look and feel better, but we're not going to be attached to, to the revenue goal. That's not what marketers do. And fundamentally, that's one of the challenges. The disconnect, the disconnect was their goal was to grow. They wanted to drive more sales. They didn't necessarily communicate that to the agency, but in the subtle ways that they did, they were essentially told, hey, we're on the marketing side of the house. That's not really our thing. Like your website looks better. We're going to do some stuff with your SEO. We're going to you know, post some stuff on social, but we don't want to necessarily be held accountable to those metrics and, and, and sure shit, not revenue. If that's the case, then what you have is you just you have a bad fit, right? Not every marketing agency on the planet has a core competency in tactics that drive revenue. Some are just better at making stuff look better. Cool. And if your goal is to just make your stuff look better, then go hire an agency to do that. But if your goal is to drive revenue, hiring the agency that'll make your stuff look better isn't going to get it done because some of the highest performing stuff that I've seen doesn't even look that pretty. Like it's the stuff that people look at and go, really? That sales letter drove a million dollars and weird. Okay. It looks like shit. And I think it's too long. And the marketers that understand how to drive revenue and how to create strategies and execute at the tactical level that are going to help you get more sales are a hell of a lot different than the ones that are going to just give your website a makeover, right? So not to beat a dead horse, know what you want and communicate it. That would be my first piece of advice. And if your goal as a small business owner or an entrepreneur is to drive more revenue, don't let a marketer tell you that that's not what marketing's job is, because I will tell you that is absolutely marketing's job. I mean, it's really everybody in the organization, the whole business is one big system. Everybody plays a role in driving revenue in one way or another, whether it's through direct sales or through branding, through marketing, or even through delivery, onboarding, and, and support. Everybody plays a role in revenue. Marketing agencies that tell entrepreneurs, Hey, that's not what we do. That's cool. Cut bait, run. If your goal is to drive sales, find a marketing agency that is that is comfortable with being held to some type of revenue goal or some type of metric that you can substantiate, that you can validate, that you know is going to help you accomplish your goals. Um, so that's one. The other thing is look at their own stuff and see if they're drinking their own champagne. If I want a marketing agency that's going to create real demand for sustainable growth over the long term, right? So like I want a great demand gen type of agency. Okay, go look at their stuff and see if they're doing it themselves. If I want an agency that's going to set me up with a social media presence that's going to actually drive revenue, ask them to show you how they're doing it for their business. If I want an agency to stand up a funnel that's going to get me uh, repeatable sales or leads or some opportunities, whatever it is. If I want them to stand me up a funnel that's going to lead to the sales team, 
go put your email in their website and see how you get moved through a funnel. And if it's not very impressive, then don't hire them. If marketers aren't drinking their own champagne, if they're selling you a product or service that you're not seeing being used in their own marketing or their own sales efforts, then that means one of two things. It means that what they're selling doesn't work, or it means they don't know how to do what they're selling. Because if they're a company that's focused on helping entrepreneurs grow and they're not using the tactics and the strategies in their own business, then I don't trust it. That's my best advice. That about sums up the couple of things that I wanted to cover today. If you have any questions that you want me to answer, if you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur and you have some questions on how to create repeatable revenue growth, how to create more sustainable sales, how to, to create more productive culture that is going to help you scale over time, anything that you think that I can help you with, feel free to um, drop in the show notes. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Feel free to shoot over any questions that you may have. I'll be happy to try to work them in in upcoming shows. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, your night, your evening, whatever it is that you are doing right now. Until then, thanks for listening in. Happy business building.